Hey everyone, I'm Kari. Hello everyone, I am Free. And this is CSI Talk. Hey everyone, hi, welcome back, welcome back, another week, another episode of CSI Talk, hi, before we get into today's episode, just want to let you all know that this is a safe space for you, so whenever you want to come here, just chill out, you know, after a rough day, you maybe had a work, or college, or maybe just running your errands, we're here for you, it's before we get into today's episode, you know what? I was watching from the Minds of Evolution, and maybe, okay, he has listened to CS, I know, but one of the characters said that he was listening to a podcast, and he said he had, like, these two friends, but they weren't his friends because they were two podcasters. And I realized that I feel like this about podcasters that I listen to, and maybe you guys feel this way about us, and. You know what? It's all reciprocated. We're all friends here. You know, we're family here. Yeah. But if you guys know what character, which character I'm talking about, we're nothing like him. We hate him. I mean, he's a he's a great character. I mean, the actor is a great actor, but he's a the the character is really bad. But we have a brand new segment on our show. It's called This Week on CSI History. We've got a cool episode on, you know, last week of January, first week of February. We have Fahrenheit 932 from season one, the singer from season two. I don't think I will ever be able to get that image of Catherine living a singer in the cup of ice. Of course, well, <laughs> random acts of violence from season three. Nesting Dolls from Season 5. Killer from Season 6. Mean Market from Season 7, sorry. Disarm and Dangerous from Season 9. Internal Combustions from Season 10. The episode that we covered last week to Mrs. Grissom's from Season 11. And The Last Ride from Season 15. That's all from the... Original iteration of CSI from Scene Investigation. So, we're talking about today. What are we talking about? We're talking about season 12 of episode 2, The Dust Settles. And before I start, this episode has some fabulous music. You said season 12, episode 2. I hope you said episode 12. 12, but season 2, episode 12. When the settles. And this means this episode has some fabulous music. Like we immediately started with Survival by Glory Gaynor. And I have emotional connection with this one. Because as some of y'all know, I did ASL all throughout high school. And we had this thing called ASL Showcase. I laugh at somebody who saw me do an ASL showcase at my high school was listening to this, especially the teacher. Well, we did 
my we did one of the songs we did was the glee cover of i'll survive and i remember just dancing to it because we had different parts of it so i was one of the background people of it and i was just you could see the in the video just me swishing back and forth with some attitude <laughs> well this episode opens up with in the hair salon in 2019, actually, this this whole sequence, the opening sequence happens in 2019, before the pandemic. And the song is telling the story of a woman left by her partner. And the the story of the song is about a woman who was left by her partner and she's telling the world that she's going to survive which is exactly what happened to one of the victims here which was Mimi she survives what happened to her and she wakes up in a coma from a coma in 2013 and you can see it, like, they're taking selfies, her and her sister, Sasha, they're taking selfies, and you can see it on the third selfie that there is someone behind the glass. I mean, if yep. you vision there, there's someone behind the glass. And, well, they hear a noise, and Mimi, who's the one who wakes up from the coma, she picks up the scissors. But her sister Sasha starts to cough a lot, and so does she. And they both faint. And next thing we know, it's 2013, and her best friend was reading. 2023. Yes, 2023, and her best friend was reading to her, and she wakes up. There was a Catherine arriving at the lab with no one other than her granddaughter. She's yeah, adorable. This is adorable. I love her. She's an icon. She's a legend. And she is the moment, you know. And I just love this interaction. <laughs> just love that because Catherine asks Josh, so look after Hannah, why would she go and talk to Max? And Josh just um, asks her, like, how old are you? 8, 11. And Hannah's like, pineapple. <laughs> It's just like, wow, that's wild. I'm pineapple years old too. So if you know, if we got anything out of this episode is that Josh is pineapple years old. Yeah. He's pineapple years old, guys. I would have never guessed it. You gotta say these CU stars are much better with kids than the originals. Well, Catherine was pretty good of kids, but it's probably but that's not a kid. Yeah. These guys are like, like Allie is Russ good and Chris are really good and they're what? Orange? Russell was good. Okay, I'm talking about all the parents. <laughs> yeah, if you want to talk somebody who didn't have kids who was good with kids, talk about Folges or well Sarah. Or a Nick. Nick yeah. It's probably had hundreds of Nick probably had tons of nieces and nephews. Warwick was good of kids. You know, he was good of kids. He didn't have a kid. I mean, he had a kid, but I mean, before he had a kid. I mean, Grissom would freak out if a kid would 
be nice to him, but I mean, he would take the case as pretty serious if a kid was involved. Well, so Catherine goes back to Max, and Max is talking to to Allie, and Allie is giving her the update on the serial killer case. And Max is like, oh, so you think that this child psychiatrist has anything to do with the killings? Like, is she the killer? And Allie's like, I cannot say that yet. And Max is like, okay, when are you talking to her? And Allie's like, oh, she's going to be back next Thursday, and I'm going to talk to her then. I still think that something's going to happen to that psychiatrist. I still think something's going to happen to her. I partially think the psychiatrist might be the serial killer. I, I think she's going to die. I think the killer's going to kill her. I mean, they could totally pull a Natalie Davis thing with, with the serial killer, but it's just, I don't know. I'm still, not that I'm, you guys probably know that I'm a Natalie Davis fan. Not that I would ever forgive her for doing what she did with Sarah Saito, and I freaking love Sarah Saito, okay? But it's just... I still think there's something, it might be something related to Josh, I don't know, because because of the first few episodes, there's got to be something related to his family, you know, there's something related to his family, and they probably know all about, all about Ellie, and they think something's going to happen to Ellie, and Josh is probably going to save her, and I don't think he's going to be in the cliches. And I think Ellie's probably going to know how to fight back, actually. Because I know we did see her freezing up a bit because something maybe had happened to her in the past that didn't allow her to fight back now. But I'm pretty sure that she will learn how to fight back now. Well, and Catherine walks in as Ellie is leaving and Ellie is looking at her hand with Josh and I definitely need a fanfic of Ellie and Josh looking at her hand because they're so cute with Hannah. Well and and Catherine, Catherine the case was during Catherine's time. But she said no cases ever fell through the cracks. How is this possible? Things didn't this didn't happen when I was kind of lad. And then Max brings up there was a mass pile up that day and resources were stretched pretty thin. Yeah, there was a pile of case on the I-15, if I'm mistaken. I mean, that's what, that's what it wrote, by the way. And that's why she couldn't look it up. She couldn't have any CSIs look up its scene. And... And we get the name of the living victim. is Min Khan. Yeah. So they go to the morgue. So we next scene is at the morgue, and Jack is back. Jack is back. My boy is back. Okay. And Bo does not know everything. I mean, he never said he knew everything. Okay. And. Max, I got the feeling that Max desperately wants Bo to be back at the CSI. 
And, and I think that Greg will probably convince him to come back as a CSI, to be back as a CSI. I think both just and need I would, And I'll talk about my theory later on this episode about how we're going to get Greg back. Yeah, and everybody knows about our theory because I freaking tweeted it at the end of yeah. the episode. And Jack knows about how to treat curly hair. It's with keratin. Well, so we get a name of the woman who was reading to Mimi. It and, was her. And who and we found out it was severe toxicity that killed Sasha. The name is Heather. Catherine likes Hannah to a crime scene. My God, Catherine, you did not take a taller. You did not take a kid to a well, crime scene. Did we you know anything with how everybody yelled at you when you took Lindsay to the morgue? Well, we also find out that the Max would take her son to crime scene, too. Still, take a kid to a well, crime scene. Actually, I, we do know that that crime scene wasn't all bloody. I mean, I don't think Max would take her son to a bloody crime scene. Maybe just to break in at injuries. I mean, not something that would be, you know, all bloody up. You know, I never thought I would say that sentence. Well, but uh, it's just, look, I have to agree with Lindsay. I know Catherine and Lindsay, they don't have a perfect relationship, okay? Because Catherine had to work her ass off to support Lindsay. And that was before she found out that Sam Brown was her father. And he died and left everything for her, and they were set for life. And I have to agree with Lindsay here because that wasn't probably wasn't the most good experience, you yeah. know. But on a different note, we find out Chris is a February baby. Yeah, but his birthday is coming up. His birthday is coming up, and love that Catherine's going through the scene and. And Ellie's like, oh, let me take her outside. And and, uh, and then we can look for, for clues. And I think Hannah is going to follow into, into Catherine's footsteps. If Lindsay loves her. Yeah, everyone loves her. What's not to love? She's a legend. I said, and it's Lindsay. Let's her. Because I have a feeling if this, what happens, what Catherine does later up to, this doesn't Whatever. So... And the closed down salon helped age the evidence well. Oh, yes. Bo and Josh, they go through everything that they found in the sea. And there's a lot of Promoter High. Okay, so now I'm going to read to you. What is Promoter High? Because not everyone knows what Promoter High is. Okay, so let me read to you what that is. Some of you are familiar with it. It's just enough because some of you might have to use it on hair treatments or it there's a substance and it, it it's present on a lot of beauty products or products that you use at your house, but you're not aware of it. So let me just read it to you. What is Vermouter Hyde? Vermouter Hyde is in all life forms, you know, bacteria, plants, fish, animals, and humans. Because it is part of the cell metabolism. And it is 
and also an essential building block chemical in the production of hundreds of item, uh, items such as vaccines or personal care items. However, very little, if any, formaldehyde remains in the final products that customers use. Okay, I don't know, I mean, formaldehyde, if you work in a lab or if you've ever been to a lab, if you, or if you've ever been to school that has a lab, a chemistry lab or a biology lab, and if your teacher ever opened up Ever open up a specimen and you feel and you smell that it took a whiff of that there is strong odor that's from other hide. Or if you ever if you ever paint your nails and you and it has that strong scent, that's from other hide too, but not as strong as they use in science and experiments. But well, listen to this. When the solution is heated, the formaldehyde is the product released into the air as a gas. In the in a hair salon, if it's not properly ventilated, you, your stylist, and others in the salon are at risk of in inhaling the released formaldehyde. Look, it's completely normal if you're if you inhale some part of formaldehyde because you're not gonna get it's not in a toxic it's not really that toxic if you inhale a little bit but if you inhale a lot that's toxic why exposure to formaldehyde is dangerous when formaldehyde is released into the air and is present in the air at levels exceeding 0.1 parts per million, it can cause serious irritations of your eyes, nose, and lungs. It can also cause skin sensitivity or allergic dermatitis, and you've probably heard about it, a cancer. It can cause cancer. Everything can cause cancer these days. Like a book. Like a book. Yeah. And it's also used in embalming. And in coke. And in coke as well. Yeah, that's what Bo says as well. Yes, and so Josh knows on what about different hairstyles. Which, I mean, can maybe she has a lot of sisters. Yeah. Uh, so. But he more than I do. It's a woman. Maybe because you, your your hair is short. I keep or my whole... Because maybe he had long hair. Yeah. And I used to have long hair, but it was not a friendly world to mess with. You know what? Now that I think about it, maybe Josh had long hair. You know, I'm going to get a picture of my warrior and I'm going to give him long hair. Just to imagine and, how it looks like. And we also find out somebody tampered with the shampoo bottle. The yep. husband of Sasha is furious that he has to have been printed and his name is Ken, not Ben. Ken then talks for how Sasha and son will like oil and water. Yeah, they had a tough relationship. 
And so. And then we go to the next scene. Chris is trying to perform close-up magic with Anna, who is not impressed. And then finds, and then she finds the phone. She finds the phone, and the phone, ultimately, the phone is one of the evidence that breaks the case. So, essentially, Hannah Willows broke the case. Yes. Okay. And then, then back at the salon, those six footprints print, identified until Allie and Josh take the food gone and, and analyze it all. I just feel so, and like, I know that there's a lot of evidence which is good for them. But I just feel so bad for Bo because at their shifts that he might be like the only lab rat. Although Josh helps him, there's so much he has to go, like so much evidence he has to go through. Well, and then it's on, which granted in any in any place where there's lots of women walking that are younger, there is bound to be a lot of drama. That just happens naturally. Yeah. Uh, there and were... there is Nick and Nikki. There was, there was a Nikki and then there was Nick, Nicole, and Nikki walking in the small. There is a lot of similar names. Yes. And then Stasas and Ken's husband's son has been sober for 100 days. Josh and Serena, they are interviewing everyone who's had a footprint they, that they found it, like everyone who was accounted for, and everyone had a reason to be there. Except they find, like, a size one and a half woman and a size 11 men. But before we find out exactly, Catherine is at the salon with, I think, Chris. And and it's 103 degrees in there, which makes Chaffins goes to the event in front, and they discover that wires were cut. Yep. And they find out that the ventilation system was actually the first victim of the night when yep. Owen Satcher died. And, and then we find out this is a fun thing to play, playing PE all the time. Ellie likes pickleball. And it's as fun to play as, not as fun to play as Batman, but it's easier to, easy to find games here in the States. Okay, okay. And then she asks Chris to be helpful, because Chris is teasing him. And then they find a whole bunch of fungal organics that has grown inside the vent system. Yeah, and they actually find a fungal bloom and with a hair inside. And yes. they bring this to the lab, and when they cut it open, they find that the hair it had it had a chemical inside it that had a had that was inside hair loss. They they nice. the hair, and the hair had a chemical inside it that it, this chemical was known to prevent hair loss. And they come to, I mean, they talk to, Catherine talks to Mimi, and Mimi said that it, it had to be Ken because, because Ken was losing his hair for a very long time. So it had to be him, right? Yes. And 
As Mimi stopped streaming on the snow, stream members, the music was getting louder and louder. And that's when Kat says, that was. Sorry. Yes. So that would happen because the nicer was off. Yeah. Mimi tells Catherine that the music was louder and louder and that she saw a monster. And Catherine yes. comes to the lab and tells Max that the. Before she goes back to the lab, Mimi also tells her that Sasha and Ben will find out over William and Ben's overspending. And when Catherine comes back to the lab, she says that he's not going to be a lot of help. And that's how we find out, actually, that Max has a... Uh, it's really messy. She, she's really messy. It fits all chaos. Max is one of my girls. I love her. That's what my, my personal spaces look a lot. Controlled chaos. But professional spaces like my car at work, it's nice and organized and clean. But personal spaces are not. It's like I have two different brains. They go over the phone and they find that picture, that, that selfie that they took, that those two sisters took in the beginning of the episode. They found that <laughs> selfie. And they that also asked Catherine about Lynn's feelings about and hopes that the toddler is not telling her mom about crime scene. Yeah, because toddlers do keep secrets. No, they don't, Catherine. They don't. You no. have ones. They don't. And then that and Max talks about how a healthy brain isn't always doesn't always have the perfect memory. And that's what Catherine says. That's probably a problem between her and Lindsay. Then Lindsay. And also, and then Captain receives a text from Monday. Yeah. Lindsay has all the right in the world to the theory, I said, Captain. Look, she shouldn't treat Captain so bad like she does, but this is a case where she's in the right. Right. She, she's right. I mean, you shouldn't bring, I mean, totally, you should bring your kid to work sometimes. Yes, you should. If you're a CSI and you work in the lab, maybe, I mean, bring your kid to the lab, you know, give her a lot of talk, you know, make fun experiments with her kids, you know, make her, make her bulk handle and make science fun. Don't take your kid to a crime scene or to the morgue, you know, those are like big no-nos for, for kids because that will leave a big impression for them. And also, it could also, like these, I... I think this was said in the show, or oh, my dad said it. The lawyers, if they find out, they can say it was compromised. Exactly. And then we find out it wasn't Ken who had taken medication because he's a because he took a full head but then he found out he was allergic to it medication. It wasn't him. And the ransom they tried to recreate whatever shadow it was behind the picture. With whatever they could find in the hair salon, but they can't. So and then the the, yeah. the so they look again on the ground and see that there was something looks like there was talons. And Josh and Allie look for any signs of any droppings made by an animal. Eventually, Josh discovers some knockoff shampoo, 
Tyler finds plastic and knows it's from a gas mask. Yeah, so not all, not only does Bo finds out that all of the hair products were being adulterated with formaldehyde, but also the the black powder we didn't mention the black powder, we should totally shut up. The black powder Nelly had found earlier in the crime scene was actually charcoal from green mask. And then Ellie okay. and then Ellie goes to Max says, I'm glad there's no something like I'm glad there's no fantastical beast in Vegas. They are running the DNA and it's that she actually saw before that. Find now arms and pinkies. That's a weird way to call. Well, they actually find the mental inside the gas mask. And the only person inside the cage that would have minty breath was Heather. Yep. So Catherine and Max, they put everything together. So Heather killed Sasha and tried to kill Mimi because she was actually getting the hair products that the salon was buying for herself. And, and Catherine asks to get some time off after the case is over. And Catherine and Max took Heather into kind of saying what happened. And William ends up going to visit his aunt for the first time in the hospital. Oh, and, okay. of course, another great song. Lean on. Yeah, and Catherine told this is Lindsay too. Well, we don't know. We didn't know a response. We just saw her spam texting Lindsay. Well, yeah, so we don't, we never, we don't know if Lindsay ever said yes, but we've seen Catherine's reaction, so we think that it is a yes. Catherine and Lindsay to go to Hawaii and take a dinner with him. And we did hear that we were talking. They would say Greg in a very unusual place for CSI. And I thought, well, it was very good. I mean, he could be anywhere and be considered unusual, right? Oh my God. He, he, and then I when Catherine said Hawaii, what did I say? Oh, I bet it's going to be next. I bet we're going to have a small scene with Catherine in Hawaii and running to Grego. Yeah, I did. Look, I did see the IMTV page for next week's episode. And I didn't see him credit on the episode. But it can be just like that episode. Yeah, uh, like three weeks from now, they don't have people like Max credited, Catherine credited, Josh credited, Ellie credited. Well, there's only 25 episodes credited in IMDb, like season one, it only, season two, it only goes up to episode 15, whatever, so. But this happens all the time where, I'm going to use this for example, so when I was watching the show, when mom was still on air, and I would go on IMDb, there's times where Allison Jenny was not credited for two episodes from the current episode, but Allison Jenny did not miss a single episode in mom. Well, so. Greg might be in next week's episode, or it might be in weeks, we don't know, but he's coming back. So, we love you guys so, so much. Thank you so much. Love y'all. Bye. See you next week.
Thank you.